Good morning, and welcome to Morning Prayer for Wednesday, March 18th, 2020, the year of the coronavirus. Uh, we are using our daily office morning and evening prayer booklets that we pass out of the church. There should be a link to a PDF of this document. Go ahead and go click on that link, get that document close by. I'm also going to be reading from the Holy Bible English Standard Version. <clears throat> In our Psalms today, I'm going to be reading out of the new prayer book, which this, uh, this morning and evening prayer booklet that we've been using is based on the new ACNA prayer book, and so, which is a modernized rendering of the Miles Coverdale translation, which is the, the old original translation from the prayer book back in the 16th century. So, um, I'm coming to you literally from my closet. <laughs> it's the one place where... You can't hear the mowers from outside or the Xbox from the living room. And I've got my icon and I've got a candle lighted. And um, when Jesus said, go into your closet and pray, I didn't know he meant like this. So I, we're just going to be going through this booklet together. I'm going to kneel. I'm going to sit. I'm going to stand just like we would on Wednesday morning. So why don't you kneel if you're able. And together we'll begin and prepare our hearts for prayer this morning. We'll start on page one in our booklet. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I was glad when they said unto me, We will go to the house of the Lord. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength in my Redeemer. And together on page two, let us confess our sins. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And apart from your grace, there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare those who confess their faults. Restore those who are penitent. According to your promises, declare to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Now may the Almighty God have mercy on you forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Let's say together the Pascha Nostrum on page 3, with no alleluias. Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So also consider yourselves dead to sin, and alive to God in Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also shall in Christ shall all be made alive.
The Psalms appointed for today are Psalm 42 and 43. As the deer desires the water brooks, so longs my soul for you, O God. My soul is a thirst for God, even for the living God. When shall I come to appear before the presence of God? My tears have been my food day and night, while all day long they say to me, Where now is your God? When I think upon these things, I pour out my heart. When I remember how I went with the multitude and brought them into the house of God, with the voice of praise and thanksgiving among those who keep holy day. Why are you so full of heaviness, O my soul? And why are you so disquieted within me? O put your trust in God, for I will yet give him thanks, who is the help of my countenance and my God. My soul is heavy within me. Therefore I will remember you from the land of Jordan, and from Mizar among the hills of Hermon. One deep calls to another in the noise of your waterfalls. All your waves and storms have gone over me. The Lord will grant his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night season will I sing of him and make my prayer to the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why am I full of heaviness while the enemy oppresses me? My bones are broken asunder while my enemies mock me to my face. While all day long they say to me, where now is your God? Why are you so full of heaviness, O my soul? And why are you so disquieted within me? O put your trust in God, for I will yet give thanks to him, who is the help of my countenance and my God. Give judgment for me, O God, and defend my cause against the ungodly. O deliver me from the deceitful and the wicked, for you are the God of my strength. Why have you put me far from you? And why do I go about with heaviness while the enemy oppresses me? O send out your light and your truth that they may lead me. And bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling, that I may go to the altar of God, even to the God of my joy and gladness. And on the harp will I give thanks to you, O God, my God. Why are you so full of heaviness, O my soul? And why are you so disquieted within me? O put your trust in God, for I will yet give him thanks, who is the help of my countenance and my God. Glory to the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and forever as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Please be seated. And now for our lessons today. The first lesson is from Exodus 25, verses 1 to 23, and 31 to 40. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the people of Israel, that they take for me a contribution. From every man whose heart moves him, you shall receive the contribution for me. And this is the contribution that you shall receive from them. Gold, silver, and bronze, blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen, goat's hair, tanned ram skins, goat skins, acacia wood, oil for the lamps, spices for the anointing oil, and fragrant incense, onyx stones and stones for setting for the ephod and for the breastplate. And let them make me a sanctuary, that I may dwell in their midst, exactly as I show you concerning the pattern of the tabernacle and all of its furniture, so shall you make it. They shall make an ark of acacia wood, 
two cubits and a half shall be its length, a cubit and a half its breadth, and a cubit and a half its height. You shall overlay it with pure gold. Inside and outside shall you overlay it, and you shall make on it a molding of gold around it. You shall cast four rings of gold for it, and put them on its four feet, two rings on the one side of it, and two rings on the other side of it. You shall make poles of acacia wood, and overlay them with gold, and you shall put the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark, to carry the ark by them. The poles shall remain in the rings of the ark, they shall not be taken from it, and you shall put into the ark the testimony that I shall give you. You shall make a mercy seat of pure gold. Two cubits and a half shall be its length, and a cubit and a half its breadth. And you shall make it make two cherubim of gold. Of hammered work shall you make them on the two ends of the mercy seat. Make one cherub on the one end, and one cherub on the other end. Of one piece with the mercy seat shall you make the cherubim on its two ends. The cherubim shall spread out their wings above, overshadowing the mercy seat with their wings. Their faces one to another toward the mercy seat shall the faces of the cherubim be. And you shall put the mercy seat on the top of the ark, and in the ark you shall put the testimony that I shall give you. There I will meet with you. And from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim that are on the ark of the testimony, I will speak with you about all that I give you in commandment for the people of Israel. You shall make a table of acacia wood, Two cubits shall be its length, a cubit its breadth, and a cubit and a half its height. You shall make a lampstand of pure gold. The lampstand shall be made of hammered work. Its base, its stem, its cups, its calyxes, and its flower shall be of one piece with it. And there shall be six branches going out of its sides, three branches of the lampstand out of one side of it, and three branches of the lampstand out of the other side of it. Three cups made like almond blossoms, each with calyx and flower, on one branch, and three cups made like almond blossoms, each with calyx and flower, on the other branch. So for the six branches going out of the lampstand. And on the lampstand itself, there shall be four cups made like almond blossoms, with their calyxes and flowers, and a calyx of one piece with it under each pair of the six branches going out from the lampstand. Their calyxes and their branches shall be of one piece with it, the whole of it a single piece of hammered work of pure gold. You shall make seven lamps for it, and the lamps shall be set up so as to give light in the space in front of it. Its tongs and it, their tray shall be of pure gold. It shall be made with all these utensils out of a talent of pure gold. And see that you make them after the pattern for them which is being shown you on the mountain. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Turn in your prayer booklet to page 13 and stand with me as we say together the canticle Benedictus S. Domine. Glory to you, Lord God of our fathers. You are worthy of praise. Glory to you. Glory to you for the radiance of your holy name. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you in the splendor of your temple, on the throne of your majesty, glory to you. Glory to you seated between the cherubim, we will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you beholding the depths in the high vault of heaven, glory to you. Glory to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we will praise you and highly exalt you forever.
Please be seated. The second lesson is a reading from the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Chapter 23, verses 13 to the end of the chapter. And Jesus said, But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. For you neither enter yourselves nor allow those who would enter to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you travel across sea and land to make a single proselyte. And when he becomes a proselyte, you make him twice as much a child of hell as yourselves. Woe to you, blind guides, who say, If anyone swears by the temple, it is nothing. But if anyone swears by the gold of the temple, he is bound by his oath. You blind fools, for which is greater the gold, or the temple that has made the gold sacred? And you say, If anyone swears by the altar, it is nothing. But if anyone swears by the gift that is on the altar, he is bound by his oath. You blind men, for which is greater the gift, or the altar that makes the gift sacred? So whoever swears by the altar swears by it, and by everything on it. And whoever swears by the temple swears by it, and by him who dwells in it. And whoever swears by heaven swears by the throne of God, and by him who sits upon it. Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites! For you tithe mint and dill and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. These you ought to have done, without neglecting the others, you blind guides, straining out a gnat and swallowing a camel. Woe to you, Pharisees, scribes, and hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and the plate, that the outside may also be clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanliness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you build the tombs of the prophets and decorate the monuments of the righteous, saying, If we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have taken part with them in the shedding of the blood of the prophets. Thus, you witness against yourselves that you are sons of these who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measure of your fathers, you serpents, you brood of vipers. How are you to escape being sentenced to hell? Therefore, I send you prophets and wise men and scribes, some of whom you will kill and crucify and some of whom you will flog in your synagogues and persecute from town to town, so that on you may come all the righteous blood shed on earth, from the blood of innocent Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Barachiah, whom you murdered between the sanctuary and the altar. Truly I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it, how often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you would not. See, your house has left you desolate, for I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, just a brief reflections and meditations on these scriptures. We, really powerful passages.
Um, let's start with Moses in Exodus. God giving Moses all of these details on how to craft and build and put together these sacred elements that will be part of the tabernacle, this movable temple, really, of worship. And notice that here, as God is instituting a, a culture of worship within the people of Israel, notice that there's great beauty with this worship. There's gold. There's a lot of gold. There's a lot of fine wood, acacia wood. There are incense. There are stones. There are breastplates that the priests will wear. There are these beautiful lampstands. And so everything that is used in worship to God is meant to be set apart and holy. Holy simply means that it has a special use, that it's only used really for one thing, and that's worship. So we, we feel the irony of this in a sense right now because we can't gather in our space of worship. Uh, the church we meet in, Central Lutheran Church, on Sundays at 5 p.m., is a beautiful place. It's set apart for the worship of Almighty God. And as the people of St. Bartholomew's, whether it's morning prayer on Wednesdays or whether it's worship on Sundays, we enter into that place with fear and trembling, with reverence and awe. That's why morning prayer begins with those little sentences of Scripture. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, but especially that Psalm 19 Scripture. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in your sight. We always come to God knowing that we really have nothing to give Him. That in the grand scheme of things, that he is really unapproachable, that he's so transcendent and so huge that there's nothing we can offer him. And yet, in his generosity and in his gentleness, he bids us come and he makes a way for us to do so. And so we hear him, we hear him giving Moses instructions on how to make that way holy for the people of Israel as they wander about in the desert. Now, Jesus. These seven woes. Um, I have these marked actually in my Bible because in my own self-righteousness, I like to go back and reflect on them because I can often fall back into a pattern of being a Pharisee, a hypocrite, a blind guide. And as someone who is set apart to be your servant leader, I want to keep myself far from the attitudes that these scribes had. And Jesus pronounces seven woes in this discourse on the Mountain of Olives just before he's about to enter into Jerusalem. And I just want to call your attention to the last thing that he says. He, The seventh woe, he's speaking of the Pharisees being really the the descendants of those who killed the prophets. And he concludes the woes with this. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem. This is verse 37. The city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under your wings and you would not. See, Jesus 
is acknowledging, and in the verses before, where he speaks of how they will crucify people, he's talking of the disciples, how they will flog people who will follow Jesus in their synagogues and their towns, and their blood will be on their hands. Jesus is speaking directly of these men who will carry on his gospel. But Jesus also is lamenting because, think of our time right now, what a strange day this is, where we're you know, pretty close to not being able to leave our homes, restaurants, bars, at, at the recording of the, the time of this recording, restaurants, bars, all sorts of things are closed down. And so we're having to isolate ourselves. But imagine if someone came with a vaccine. What would we do to that individual with the vaccine? <laughs> yeah, we would welcome them. We would say, hey, start in China. Then go to South Korea, Italy, go all these places, help the people who need the help. What would we not do to the person with the vaccine? We would not kill them. (laughs) We would not inhibit them from helping those who are most in need. And yet the Pharisees in their blindness, friends, they will kill Jesus in a few short days. Holy Week is coming, Good Friday is coming, and somehow we'll try to worship together. It it will probably be like this, through virtual worship. But think of the life that Jesus comes to give, and yet the Pharisees, and yet you and I in our culpability, see to it that Jesus is murdered and crucified. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on us sinners. Help us. Help us, Lord. Remake us in your image and save us. Amen. Please stand. Turn to page 15 in your prayer booklet as we recite together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please kneel if you're able. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I'll say the first line of these suffrages on page 17, and you say the second line, so I'll leave a little space for you. O Lord, show us your mercy. O Lord, save our nations. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. O Lord, save your people. 
Give peace in our time, O Lord. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten. Create in us clean hearts, O God. This is the Collect for the third Sunday in Lent. Heavenly Father, you have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Look with compassion upon the heartfelt desires of your servants, and purify our disordered affections, that we may behold your eternal glory in the face of Christ Jesus, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom, defend us, your humble servants, and all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hardwood of the cross, that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you, for the honor of your name. Amen. And now on page 30, we enter into a time of, of intercession and prayer. First, take a moment to pray for yourself, for your own needs. And now, Lord, we pray to you for your church all across the world, especially in these days as it responds to this pandemic. Lord, we pray to you for nations and leaders all over the world. We pray especially for our nation and its leaders. Please give them courage and wisdom as they lead us through this crisis. We pray for your creation, O God, that you have created out of the, the generosity of your being. We can see and feel the effects of sin in your creation. Have mercy and heal it, Lord. We pray for our society. We pray especially for those in the medical professions for those who have contracted coronavirus, for those who are especially experiencing acute anxiety or mental turmoil or anguish. Now we pray for our family, our friends, and our enemies. Let us conclude our prayers uh, with the general thanksgiving on page 31. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all, your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies, that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise. 
not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you've promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. And now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you all. We'll see you Sunday right back here on the interweb. And in the meantime, if you need something, email us at contact at stbartsdallas.org or call the church office at 214-506-8718 and we'll follow up with you as soon as we can. God bless you. Be well, be strong, and be courageous, and the Lord be with you. Amen.